Right, Scott, do the, Scott, do the introduction. On you go. Welcome to Miles Off It with Peter Wattick. James changes his name all the time. We'll just stick with James McCluskey and Scott Steele mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. now. We are starting with uh, some more conspiracy talk from Peter. He is saying <laughs> that Subway don't sell any real food ingredients. Right, it's, it's, no, it's no conspiracy. Looking forward to the lawsuit. Ah, exactly. Mm -hmm. They're getting sued, man. Right. So the bread, the bread is no bread. It's a pastry. There's too much sugar in it. Like they tried to get, I think it's uh, whatever the tax break is. You know how you can sell bread without paying tax, but you can't sell like pastry without paying tax. Is that yep. what it is? So you know the stuff with pies. Folk were going mental because pies went up by about seventeen pence. Do you remember those like ten years ago? Well. Mm -hmm. Subway tried is, to get is it, aye, cause it's baked goods in it, so that, is that not aye. the whole Jaffa cake advert? That, that's the reason why they want to be classed as one or the other? Because then aye, it that's costs why them they less. want to be classed as a biscuit and not a cake. Yeah. So, Are you saying that if um, something that identifies itself as something else, <laughs> that they should be free to do whatever they like? Pretty much, yeah. I just, Unless I just they're clearly that. a biscuit. <laughs> Oh yeah, no! I'm, I'm hashtag. I am a. Oh hobnob. no! <laughs> <laughs> I is a hobnob, mate. Uh, on the subject of that, I just saw an old mm. video of Piers Morgan uh, interviewing a bit of broccoli. Like it was a, it was a man that identified as a stick of broccoli, and he's on the Good Morning Britain program, and Piers Morgan's like, uh, "So you you identify as broccoli?" And the guy's like, "Yep." And then the woman behind him, Suzanne, whatever, goes, so so. what do you do, like, in your day-to-day -day life? And the guy just goes, I grow. <laughs> I was howling. Nice. I, was howling. I don't know nice who, I don't know who's booking those things. Is, he a, is, he is it Good Morning Britain? I don't know. Like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. The guy's got serious mental health problems, and I thought, I know where we'll put him in front of four million people on a Wednesday morning. With <laughs> Piers Morgan. She, she um... I mean, but that's ridiculous, though. We all agree that's fucking ridiculous. That's, that's too far. Uh, right. But the person could be nuts as well. Where they, yeah, did you yeah, actually see the clip? Were they, were they, like, talking with sense? Were they coherent and all that? Aye, aye. aye. So he seemed well, probably, to be quite posh, but he was he had, like, he had like green face paint on and, like, a hat that made him look like... <laughs> <laughs> and he was wearing yes, a suit. Like green like, man. Proper done up. So he, he clearly looked at himself in the mirror that morning and went... And I'm gonna get interviewed by Piers Morgan. I'm wearing a suit. Never mind the fucking big stalk of green shit coming out the top of your head. Mm. But uh, I is it inappropriate to green up. Exactly. Green. Yeah, you uh, green up. Oh, he green faced. He green faced. That's, um, that's Hulkism. <laughs> <laughs> I've 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 just googled <laughs> broccoli did man. Did and the results it? do not disappoint. <laughs> can you share it, James? <laughs> Can you get the picture up? Right, what was on about, right? Right, of course he's taking the piss. Junkie awesome. His head looks like a like a duster. Like one of those <laughs> no, it could be an afro that he's just died. No, it's definitely not an afro. No, it's a hat. It's like a plastic broccoli shaped hat. It's like, I don't know. Is he taking, so is he like a, I'll, I'll find it. is he far right taking the piss out of, like, trans people, is that the, I think, you know, yeah, that's, that's, that would be my hunch, you know that joke that's yeah. not been done to death for the last five years about people just saying they can identify with whatever they, the fuck they like? I yeah. haven't heard that, you know mate. that really got... funny joke? 
You know the one that catches you off guard when a, a open spot like myself. When they go, oh, identify as a door handle. You know, you oh! go, oh. Uh, right you're the next James Acaster. What? Uh, what did you say, James Acaster? No, like when you, if so, someone will say a joke like that, and then they'll they'll think no I one's written this, Acaster, and then they're like, he's he's the next James Acaster. <laughs> right. He's the next Ricky Joe. Broccoli Man is the next James Acaster. Broccoli Man. It, uh, I'm going to try and find a picture because uh, there should be a way of bringing this up. Let's have a look at it. So, aye, so basically, basically the thing was uh, Subway's bread is not bread. It's got too much sugar in it, so it's classed in the category of a donut, right? So when you're eating a Subway, basically you're eating a donut. But there was a, there was a story, uh, I think about a month ago or a few weeks ago, where this Arab lady went in and she would always have a cheeky wee tuna sub on our break, I don't know, but uh, mm -hmm. she went in and had a tuna sub, and she heard a rumour that there was bits of pork in the tuna, so she was quite distressed, so what she did, is any reasonable person would, she went into Subway, bought a tuna sandwich, and had it tested by a lab, you know the lab that you have on hand, at all times? Yeah, time. all reasonable people have a lab at the end of their street. Mm -hmm. I, 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 absolutely. So, the uh, lab of accusatory Muslim <laughs> <food>. <laughs> It's a halab. Oh, oh, hey. oh, oh here he comes. We're five minutes in. I did that in a cheeky wee halab. So <laughs> I get it tested, and she's fully expecting for it to come back as there's pork in it. And it turns out there's no tuna in it whatsoever. Like literally, there's no meat. It's just chemical based. So Subway, fuck you, all, you green bastards. Like I'm gonna, I'm gonna I. I've only had an enjoyable Subway a, a handful of times, but every time I've had it, it's cost me a ludicrous amount of money for a sandwich. Yeah, okay, I don't get what I mean. It's a, it's a baguette, and none of the ingredients in front of the server, or the sandwich artist, I apologise, um, actually, yeah, come on. Are, are anything unusual? I'm that's in the same category as uh, Apple people calling themselves geniuses just because you work there, right? Like, I, 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 that pisses me off so much. I've, they I've call never themselves geniuses. Fuck them. Fuck them. Like, <laughs> I, 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 I personally identify as a genius. But the thing is, like, I've, I've never bought like an Apple phone. I hate them. I'm Samsung till I die, right? I'm Samsung all the way. But I went into the Apple store once. It was when the Apple iPhone 10 was coming out, right? And I saw it and I went up to the girl and I was like, how much is it? And she was like, oh, if you just go on the website. I'm like, well, no, I'm, I'm here. Like, how much is it? Like, when does it come out? Like, what's the new features? Well, if you just log into this website here, I'm like, you're completely, completely obsolete. What the fuck are you doing here? Like, they're just walking about in their blue t-shirts, calling themselves geniuses, and they know fuck all. Do you know what? Steve Jobs can... Oh, that, right. No. Can Someone jumped in. You're going to say he can, he can rot somewhere? There? I'm going to say he can, yeah. Mm. Rot in his fucking technological hell. Steve, jo <laughs> Steve Jobs, by all accounts, was just a terrible person anyway. Aye. If any wee snippets of documentaries I've heard that he was just nasty as fucking... I don't fucking. believe and anyone at that the... elite level is a good right. person. You, you can't be, you just can't, you can't be like a benevolent character and just rise to the Aye. top of a company like that. It just doesn't happen. 
can you oh. guys see my page? Oh, I can see that. There we go. That's broccoli. So this is there. the real. That's the interview. Is that guy? That, that's the interview. Giant broccoli protest arrest. Right. Animal rebellion calling on people to eat plant-based foods. So he's cutting about with his agendas, looking like a fucking broccoli. Right. That's the point you then. Isn't it? What, there's an agenda. There's. Agenda? He's got. Uh, he's got something. So the whole broccoli man thing is. It doesn't really identify. Surely it doesn't well, identify he's, that. He's, he's just actually, highlighting that he wants people to eat vegan. He looks, a bit, he looks a bit like Lou Ferrigno when he was the Hulk. That kind of mop head. <laughs> Same he, I, I love the fact that he's rocking the aviator glasses. <laughs> like, that's the part of the outfit that folk are going to be like, hmm, he's a respectable man. He's got no, he has got a problem with style though because green and red should not be seen together unless on a Christmas tree, I was once told. <laughs> This headline just says Animal Rebellion protester was arrested while dressed as broccoli. <laughs> <laughs> Why was he at Animal Rebellion dressed as broccoli? Surely, surely if he's telling people to eat plant-based foods, then he's like offering up himself to be eaten. Like I cannibalism. Think, I what? think he's sac- he's been a sacrifice. Get his ass eaten. Himself, yeah. Get his stock eaten. <laughs> oh, Tosses, I was going to say Toss is salad, but you don't have broccoli in a salad. Uh, uh, I would have broccoli in a salad. Bring up, right, Subway tuna. Let's fire that so we know I'm not talking to I'm not conspiracy theory. I just read things and I'm like, oh. Mate, it's, this, this so pod's very quickly get... going conspiracy. But Subway I'm not minding these ones. Subway delivers 100% cooked tuna to its restaurants, right? Bullshit. Subway tuna, fake. Subway gets slapped with a lawsuit for fake tuna. See yep. right. it? I mean, I feel as if this is the US and not the UK. Nah, that was my I think my it's. I think this is like it. Alabama or something, isn't it? Mm-hmm. There we are. Uh, it's, the, it's the, I mean, the Washington Post have an article, but you need to pay you on a fucking stupid site. Oh, I'm on Forbes. Who, who's doing that? By, you ever been on, I think the Guardian do that as well, don't they? Or the or Times or something? And they ask you to uh, for a monthly subscription just to read their articles. Uh, uh, they give you like, why? Give there you are like ten thousand free ones out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but why would they're selling enough advertising space? Why do they need subscription fees? Because they're saying because people don't buy Yeah, and that that is you know that that is an epidemic in itself. You know what I mean? What is? And, it? and I'm here to say. Buy more newspapers. <laughs> I feel like we've got, I'm the referee in a two-sided conspiracy argument here. Uh, well, People don't like tuna anyway. They just like mayonnaise. Jink, tuna is just a sort of... Uh, tuna is merely the fucking... Tuna is the, the, the vessel the for the mail. That's it. So mm-hmm. tuna is the vessel for the mail. Yeah, right. so you just need texture, so... If they come up with like some pea protein equivalent, I'll slap some mayonnaise on that and I'll have it in a, in a whole see, game. In a like, sub. see when you get like a fillet of tuna, you don't slaver it in mayonnaise. So what is it about the mulching process of tuna that makes it lovely with? I know you're probably protein. right there, mate. Who was the first person to go see that? Because tuna wouldn't wouldn't have been in. Would people have just been digging it out the can and just going, yeah, that's nice? Surely it would have been coming as steaks first. Who'd have, who's thinking, let's mush that up and stick it with some whisked eggs? Well, 
I'm guessing she's that makes a good filling. Like for like pensioners or something that can't chew but loves a bit of fish in the mouth. Like so, at some point they're like, "Oh, we should mash this up for them." But I don't know. Uh, I've never contemplated the history of tuna. To be fair, it's probably also a conspiracy. How do we know that tuna even exists? You ever seen one? Yeah, I've seen from my lunch today. I've seen plenty, plenty of tuna. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> who discovered tuna? In 1901, 12 Japanese men formed railroad workers in Los Angeles, started diving for abalone off San Pedro and found tuna. They found the easiest uh, way... Throw some menace! Throw some menace! <laughs> throw some menace! There's that shit without the menace! That's also <laughs> how... How they started um, using a bucket and spade at the beach. It's because they had a big bucket of helmets and just. You want, you want a cookie and a drink for extra <laughs> one ninety nine. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I there's a history tuna there. So whether you believe it or not, Subway's getting sued for not having tuna on the tuna sandwiches. So there you go. Was this a recent thing? I thought that this yeah. was maybe like a fifteen years ago type thing. No, 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 no. Like, like pretty recently. So they were actually saying the one that I read was like um, anyone who's purchased a Subway tuna sandwich since two thousand and fifteen, uh, if you have your receipt, come back and we'll give you a three pound back. So uh, if anyone's out there listening and keeps all their subway receipts neatly no. organised, I laugh. am happy to start forging subway receipts. Like a Bitcoin wallet. Just yep. uh-huh. <laughs> if anyone's out there listening, get in touch and let us know that you're listening. That would be nice. <laughs> For any reason. <laughs> mm-hmm. For absolutely mm-hmm. any reason. Mm-hmm. Although if anyone's listening and eat subway, I would rather you do. Just turn off. So, yeah, see when you think about it, man, a subway meal... It's a sandwich, and then it's Walker's crisps that you would get in the Tesco meal deal or the Boots meal. Any people love a meal deal, yeah. But a meal it. deal can't be seven pounds, and the main part of it is just a sandwich. Two of my mates used to work in Subway, and uh, they used to lock up and stuff, and they just started stealing and just like giving <laughs> people free stuff. There's CCTV in the store, and I was like, "Well, how do you know they don't check it?" And we're like, "We just reckon they don't." And that—that's what they, just, they stole, and they gave. Uh, I, I used to—I used to go down on a Sunday, and I'd get all the sandwiches, and then I would just like have them as lunches during the week. And then, like sometimes, I would just go down while they were locking up, and maybe just—I was down there mopping up one day, eating sandwiches in the back. Got to make my own sandwich. It was great. They showed me how to be an artist, and they just got away with it for like a year. These people, the, the franchise owners, just never checked the CCTV. So what were they stealing? Ah, that's the thing, innit? Franchises are... Sandwiches, like, cookies, like, they throw a lot of stuff out, so... Yeah, you, yeah. Like, I think, I think staff from Subway came away with just, like, a vat of cookies at the end of the night, some nights anyway, because shit's just going off. They either chuck it out, you can take it home. But it was just like, aye, come on down, just make your own sandwich and shit. It was fucking excellent, man. I mean, it was excellent when it was free. I wouldn't pay a cent for it, but... Yeah, folk do love a meal deal. Like, see, see the uh, the big twist, right? That I got this week. I realised that an ASDA meal deal is not like any other places. You know how everywhere else you go, it's like three quid for a drink. Mm-hmm. A snack, you don't get a deal. A no, it's you get you can buy three things, and the cheapest is free. So you can buy like three big ass sandwiches, and you oh. get one for free. It's much better. Like, so it's you're not sponsored by ASDA. <laughs> uh-huh. mm-hmm. And Subway. Yep. 
and what's the Aztec logo? Uh, the slogan. Uh, they, they slapped their ass. They uh, do that, slap their ass. No, I think that was back in the day, Peter. Asda price, and then they what they don't slap their ass anymore. No, the boss no. used to slap the employees' ass in the old adverts. <laughs> yeah. uh, mm-hmm. I the ass. The Arsenal boss owns uh, Arsenal boss. The Arsenal owner owns Asda, so uh, I hate him. So it's just uh, gloss over that. But, um, Asda's I, Walmart, isn't it? Walmart, yeah. So it's it's a decent one. Like you can go in, you can get yourself three sandwiches, and you only have to pay for two. Or in James's case, you just rock up to a subway late Sunday night as you do and just steal shit. Just befriend mm-hmm. a couple of sandwich artists. Maybe that's what we should do. Each of us should just befriend people in different shops. You mm-hmm. know what I mean, like. I'd quite like I to used to I used to be a waiter in an Indian restaurant. We used to get free curry at the end of the night. Mm-hmm. Oh, I used to uh, do that too. I didn't know what was coming. <laughs> I just I just exclusively eat from burger vans for my lunch, and then all the workies that are in the queue. I go, hey, what's the latest racism? And they, and they go, oh, never any, heard that any, one before. Any sexist jokes? And they You'll go. Going the end the about, hear about the broccoli man. Hear about the broccoli man. Oh, he identifies as broccoli, and they go, "Oh, mm. I identify as a, you know, I identify as a chest of drawers." And I go, "That's that's good. I'll see you later." And then one of them just shouts, "Green folk coming over here, taking up all our television interview mm-hmm. space." That could have been a one of us. Yeah, no. Um, I so what I was gonna say, like obviously I still work for a, a restaurant. I don't. Have you are a professional there. comedian and podcaster. You put that image out there, okay? Mate, follow. I need follow. But to be Peter honest, does nothing but this. Mm-hmm. Let's pretend we don't have jobs. I love that. That's my favourite. No. <laughs> Do you know that's? Uh, we, I was told that once. Um, I was told that like, as well. Yeah, on stage, on stage, yeah, but aye. like day to day. If something's funny it. happens at your work, like you should be able to relate it to what you do in the daytime. Like I think it's quite see as long if you can't like earn a proper living from just pure comedy, mm-hmm. you'd be kinda of irresponsible not to do something to pay your bills. Do you know what I mean? Don't judge me for being able to pay my bills. Fuck no, it. just because the material like I'm not working because I'm worried the material won't translate. I mean you can <laughs> easily just say I used to do this, this did happen to me when I was and then, like, Aye. an audience member sees you, like, scanning shit out of the towels, and they're like, hey, you're like, I'm sorry. <laughs> the bit didn't work, you don't understand. I had that one night, I had, uh, that night that we did that um, gong show, Scott, you know, the one with uh, he sh- who shall not be named. Yes. Uh, Ronnie Park. Min- <laughs> <laughs> or Anthony Samuel, what one is it? <laughs> Oh, James is James is uh, oiled up. Oh, James is there with his mason jar just getting tanked to fuck. He's the one that's guilty. Why? Why aren't we allowed to name him? Like it's redacted. Because you don't want to tarn. You don't want to. You don't want to tarnish. I tell you what, to... I'll pre-record me going redacted, and we'll just every time that, <laughs> and we'll just we'll have to use it three uh, times a week. Uh, Any time the R words get dropped, we'll just uh, put it in. Sorry, Peter. We'll he is the R word now. Yeah, I would. Uh, anyway, yes, that was, that was quite an evening. I was, it was nice. Do you want to tell the listeners what the what the gong show is that we were? Because right. some people, all seven thousand listeners to this, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> might not know 
what a gong show is. What's a comedy gong show, Peter? Right, well, a, a gong show is where you get a pile of shite comedians who can't get paid for their work, right? Oh! So, <laughs> joking, joking. Well, it's generally comedians that are uh, at the kind of early age of their st- the career, right? And what they do is, it's a wee vanity project. So they pile up and someone puts on a, a show, we'll use that term lightly, and they get a shitload of comedians, a never-ending fucking cocosm of comedians. That uh, I believe the night we did it, there was 22. Aye, and I was last. So I went to shit. <laughs> um, watching all the shit. I think I saw like four decent folks. Scott, you were one of them. And the rest of them, Aye. Jesus Christ, I could have... Oh, if, do you know what? I could have gave a rim job to Ronnie Park. That's how bad it was, right? So right. Two more redacted. <laughs> So basically, right, you go up on stage and you get about a minute. Most places you get a minute, but the further you have to travel, you usually get about two. But you get a minute and the crowd have like placards or in this case, it was bottles of mustard because that's Mm -hmm. the sort of level of gig that we were doing. But um, whenever like certain folk in the audience get picked out. Just to to jump in so people are getting a picture. This is an established (laughs) comedy club in Glasgow. (laughs) This is like, this is like 200... 5300-seater comedy yeah. club in Glasgow. This isn't like in your back garden. And yeah, they had mustard they had mustard bottles to decide whether you were staying on or not. Aye. So Continue, Peter. Sorry. Three, three three sets of tables in the crowd will get a mustard bottle. And if they don't like you, they put the mustard bottle up. And once all three mustard bottles are up, you're out, right? But your goal is to last until the five minutes. So if you last until the five minutes, you move on to the next round, which I think should be like... And these sorts of things to make it more interesting, I think it should be like the audience throws out a topic and you have to bullshit on stand-up. But like, I don't think it should just be a clap-off because generally what happens is the latest... Ooh, I disagree. They... No, really? Yeah. Like, I think the latest person that they've seen generally gets the biggest clap. Like, see if you got passed pretty early on, they might That's kind of true, you were the latest person that they I saw. I was the last one, hence why mm. I got fucking second or whatever it was. To I was on first that night. You I were was first at a twenty-two. You were last at a twenty-two. I was first time, and I did say I remember saying that that night. Like you went up first, and you were off work, and I remember saying I'll be last. Wait and see, I'll be last. But I think was it no like the uh, they picked who went up? Like you didn't know when you were going up. Is that right? Yeah. So yeah. in other gong shows that I've done, you've known the running order. Yeah. Uh, I've been in ones where there's been only like eight and then I've been ones like that one where there's 22 and that one we're talking about yeah is the place where they don't tell you when you're up they want they want it to be the most horrible atmosphere they want you to have the jitters going up yeah so that if you last the five minutes you've kind of earned your five yeah. minutes I think the only way but like, like in your position like 20 seconds like, that's a long wait, man. That's a long, long yeah, wait. Like, literally, I go up there with the, the mindset at that point. Like, I'd just been brought on by being introduced as a pedo child killer, which is funny because we all lost to a pedo. But, <laughs> but uh, I... <laughs> that was this episode would go public. <laughs> so, no, no, it's fine. We can just buzz out. So, basically, I was the brought Ronnie up... Ronnie Park Arena. <laughs> I was Live brought... from the Ronnie Park Arena. <laughs> it's the gong show. I was going to say, I would only uh, beat that gong show if one of the tables had a serious mustard allergy and they had to remove the ball. 
Bitch, Park! To be honest, it was, a, it was a decent enough night. Like, I was quite glad that the majority of the acts were shite because they just got a minute and it sped it up a wee bit. Like, imagine if everyone was cracking and you were there. The, the thing is, mate, the, uh, there's people on that night that, that are good as well, but for whatever reason, sometimes where you are on the, yeah. on the running order, you can actually come out and just get... You, you just you don't get the time because I've seen yeah. some absolutely amazing, amazing acts on that on that gig. I've done that one three times, and I do know, I know. I know. not get the five minutes, man. It's it's, know, it's interesting. I, I don't know if it's a gong show, but you remember that Paul McDaniel joke, and he's like, uh, he, he what is it a gong show? He's yeah, yeah. Down in Manchester, yeah. and he walks up and he says hello, and they decided it wasn't for them. <laughs> 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 uh, I think he's talking about his friend show. Is it the friend show? He does talk about the friend show as well. But I think he says he's down know. south and he's doing like a gong show. He did. He did uh, I think it was beat the frog or something. It was, it was one of them. I've done that. That's good, man. Yeah. So I, I quite like them because it keeps you on your toes and it forces you to kind of interact with the crowd as well. Some people don't like that and they generally don't. Unless your writing's really, really tight, they generally don't work well in that sort of environments. But if you can kind of bounce off the crowd a little bit, like they enjoy the fact that they're not just sitting there watching a fucking twenty-second comedian. Do you know what I mean? Like I, th- I think the interaction. As as soon as in that that bear pit one that we were talking yep. about, as soon as they smell a tiny, tiny bit of blood, yeah, they are they are ramped up and told get them off because yep. the the crowd are told that you've you've got twenty-two acts here. Yep. I can guarantee you do not want to hear five minutes from everyone that I've got here. So yep. get anyone does says anything you don't like, look you, you don't like their shoes, it doesn't matter. Get them off. Yeah. So what I did when you're starting out because like you don't you don't develop from it. You might gain confidence from it, but you, you can't exactly try out material. No, no, it's not just a like, No, it's for how nervous I was when I first started. It was just stressful. So I was like, I'm getting nothing out of this. Like, yeah. I'm still trying to do five minutes, and there's always the uh, point in trying doing that five minutes at a gong show. Um, no, like it's for me. It was just um, find something in the crowd that I thought was kind of relatable and just go for it. So, but I like them. I do like doing gong shows. Like the very first one that I did, I did no bad in it, and I thought, oh, they're all piss easy. And then I got lulled into a false sense of security, and I did a few after that where I was like gonged off after a minute. But I deliberately to myself, like I would choose the the darkest or the worst subjects. So I have to really get them on side as much as I can. And in a minute, you can't really do that. But for this night, it seemed to work. Like I was brought up called a like the baby butte killer. If anyone knows that yep. story, yeah, I was called that, mm-hmm. and I kind of if I I kind of just remember taking it on the chin, and the crowd quite enjoyed it no so, I, I remember specifically because he said that and then you walked up and you gave it a couple of seconds because it, it literally went this guy i think it also said that you were middle eastern no that you no, were no. from eastern europe or something like that as well something like that maybe there's some of like that and he no, also looks Edda like was, the Edda was from aberdeen but i wasn't he Ah, you're an Aberdeen-based comic, and oh, that's it. You're an Aberdeen-based comic, and you look like the Butte murderer. And then he left as that and went, Peter, what? 
He probably said Peter Waitick or something. I think he said my name. And wrong. then you come up, and I remember because you you just went, I do I, <laughs> and then you got me your stuff. Yeah. Right. Was, uh, I I've I've seen I've seen it go horribly, with that that one in particular that we we're talking about. Mm-hmm. I've done it three times, and the last time is the only time I got through. Right. The previous two before that did not go well, yeah. and. Uh, the, the scars are still visible. I uh, you do have the same hair as him, Peter. I just googled <laughs> baby boot killer, right? And it comes up, but there's no like, um, there's no a. Uh, it says, <laughs> <laughs> it says monster Aaron Campbell, right? See, so if you google it, the first result monster Aaron Campbell, but monster isn't in speech marks or anything, so it's as if his name is monster. Like that's his Campbell. name, <laughs> like he never had a chance. It's- Aye, that's when you when you get a dog, they tell you to give it a friendly name because mm-hmm. if you name it like Killer or Tyson or something, it's gonna want to bite folk. If you if you have a newborn baby and you call it a monster, I'm sorry, uh, Your Honour. Did you expect any? It other? was named after the energy drink that my mum and dad drank before they banged to conceive me. <laughs> monster, I think Campbell. I think I do remember that. So that that was that was fun. That was a good one. But I I like shit like that stuff that keeps you on your toes and keeps you a wee bit off. I think it makes you better. But I I liked it. That was a good night. And but the whole point of me talking about this was like that was quite a good one. Like we got to the me you and Ronnie. We may as well just someday. Okay, Ronnie. We don't have to say our last name. But me you and Ronnie got to got to the final and that bastard won because I stupidly. No, but there was four of us, mate. Uh, there was uh, Derek as well. No. No, there was five. No. Derek McClucky was in. No, he was. Right, Derek McClucky, but there was and also. The other guy wearing the really tight uh, trackies with no socks. What's he? Can I like him. What's his name? What the hell? Tight trackies with James. 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 Did he not get there as well? Yeah, James Gardner. Yeah, ah, he's a nice yeah. guy, man. But it was what they did was they then jumped to a clap off. So. They kind of clapped you and whoever yeah. the least claps out each round. Yeah, and it was you, me, and Ronnie. We were like the other. Yeah, yeah. and uh, I. It was it was good. Like, it, was, it was nice. I kind of fucked it up in the end. Like it, it, they did say to me, like at the end of it, they were like, if you'd kept your mouth shut on stage, like at that last bit, you, you probably would have won because the audience was like louder for you. But I made some stupid joke about Ronnie uh, sneaking in on folk in the toilet. And I didn't realise how true to form that joke was. Oh, which wow. is the worst thing that's ever been said about him. <laughs> but I was right you. on the money, mate. I was right on the money. And then mm-hmm. uh, the audience didn't laugh. And they were like, fuck, let's give it to this guy. So oh, I was he's like, laughing now. Eh? Aye, exactly. So, uh, Absolutely the... no one. <laughs> the whole point of me bringing that up was it was a decent gig. There was quite a bit of people in the crowd. Like, it was good. You had... You get that buzz, like, when you come off stage and, like, folk are leaving and they come up to you and you shake your hand, you know what I mean? That's when the audience does that, it makes you know that you've done a good job, you know? Cause... Never had it. Never <laughs> had it. <laughs> come on. Don't be so modest. No, it does. It feels all right, man. It, it feels good. It does. It's... Does it? You, you feel like the most famous person in that square foot. Aye. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> But it's uh, it's nice, and there was a couple that came over, and a big guy with like short spiky hair, and he came over, and he came over with his wife, and he shook my hand. And he was like, "You were cracking me. I really like you. What's your name?" And that's what they do. They look for you, 
And at that point, I didn't really have much social media, so I didn't capitalise on it like some of these fame whore bastards. But um, they walked away and whatever, and then the next night I was working in a famous Japanese-Asian-style restaurant, and then that's them. They come in, they sit at a table, and they're like, do I know you from somewhere? And I'm like, eh, no, nah, I don't know, don't know. And they went, were you doing that gong show last night that we were at? And I was like, I... And you could not have seen the change in their expression from the night before fucking buzzing to meet me to just a look of disgust, mate. It was just like... Because you were working. Yeah. yeah. Like, they gave me credit for something that they assumed that I was and then, well, I'm aspiring to be. And they're, expl- they're, they're complaining their katsu curry has arrived at a different time from their yep. udon noodles, even though... The first thing they ask you in this generic place that oh, you no longer work, they say you do realize that your food will arrive at different times, and everyone goes, Yep. And then someone always acts surprised when their duck curry doesn't arrive at the same time as the vegetable sushi. Yep, I always think that about yeah, like people, like obviously, we know how what it's like to earn money through like entertainment and live stand up and stuff. I mean, I don't, but I know, I know what it's like for other people. But you know, Gary Falls is like sells out like the SECC or that. Like he does sell it out, doesn't he? Or he did. Aye, aye, did, aye. And then he's just like. The SECC or the Armadillo? What one was it? The Armadillo. The Armadillo. Not the kind of smaller one. No, I think it was the one of the smaller holes in the SECC. Gary Falls. And then he's just. Hey! Hey! But he's like also advertising for gigs this year. It's very strange. Yeah, because it does show you that. I know he doesn't have the money yet. There's there's about 12 of them that actually make a substantial living from doing it. Yeah, Mm -hmm. he sold sold out the Armadillo just to clear that up. I just Googled it. He sold out the Armadillo. Right, cool. Just cracked it. Like 3,000 folk or something. Ah, it's amazing, man. We, We do not want to make any more. Enemies, no, James. I'm not, no, I'm just so... I'm, I'm saying it, Mark. Like, the, the, <laughs> no, I know. The perception people want to have when you sell out when you sell out the Clyde Auditor, or like, or the hall in the SECC, like, people think, I don't know, like, you're Kevin Bridges. Do you know what I mean? Like, that level of, yeah, because that's an arena as far as a lower level of stand ups concerned in terms of the, the size of the audience. I yeah, if you if you're able to sell over a thousand tickets, you're, mm-hmm. you're doing something. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the, unless you're doing that, like Kevin Bridges or Ramesh Ranganathan, you're and you're doing that, you know, twelve weeks out of the year, because they've all over, or they've obviously got an enormous amount of fees to pay on top of that. Your your yeah, month to month money has to come for somewhere else. Uh-huh. I, th- I listened to Stanhope's podcast the other day, and he's. I don't know if it was like a bet, but he's like working. Washington, I, I listened to that as well. Like, I didn't. I didn't. I, th- I think I, I think I maybe only listened to like forty minutes or something. I think um, it's a bet because I listened to him like, on the Joy like, Diaz yeah. podcast the week before, uh-huh. and it, uh, Diaz was like, "So do you still own that full block that you live on, that full street?" And he's like, "Aye," and I know everyone in the neighbouring streets and stuff. Right. So I don't know whether yeah, someone's kind of dared them to. Because he's got three books on Audible and all that. I mean that, like that. I know. He's in the cat. Surely he's got some cash, man. I think so, and he doesn't really have a lot of And one of the, the reasons why, he... yeah, it's an expensive hobby. <laughs> True. Cheers. Uh... <laughs> um, 
I have the the one I listened to was like some guy said, "Oh, you lost a you know like a dishwasher," and he's like, "Oh, fucking, I'll do that." Like drunk, like <laughs> came on the next day, I'll do that, and then woke up and I think he tweeted it to remind himself to commit to doing it. But that, that like, <laughs> like I I said I'm gonna wash dishes for this guy the next day, um, but I think it might have been a bet or something because it's like uh, I'm a bet it's just some like to keep him busy. He's like, mm. what can I do to keep myself busy? I'm no longer touring. I don't care that much. Uh, Didn't Jason Manford? He was saying that in the DS. Like Jason Manford had like a job in Iceland or t- uh, Iceland deliveries or Tesco deliveries or something. For doing Jason Manford? Are you sure he's not his brother? He's doing presenting no, jobs and all that, surely. No, no, no. His brother's a comedian. His brother, Colin. No, I'm sure it's Jason Manford. I know he doesn't need the money because, like, oh, he must be must be doing all right. But I made, like, a picture in, like, Iceland uniform. I don't know if it was maybe a thing he was doing. Maybe he's advocating. Maybe I. Maybe he's got a... Maybe he's taken on a role as a, a supermarket worker and he wanted to... Mm-hmm. Not take right. on the experience himself. No, apparently I've just googled it. He was uh, spotted delivering Iceland orders in Cheshire during the first lockdown. Apparently, maybe, just, maybe he was volunteering. I Tesco rejected his job application. Aye, and, uh, he went to work for Iceland. I saw it. No, that's right. Well, they probably thought it was someone so, taking the pass. Just, just to shit on another comedian, Jason Manford thought it was appropriate to take the job. No, no, it's for uh, someone that probably needed it. I know. Shocking. Shocking. He did it and donated his wages to charity. Donated it to a children's charity. So it's clearly a fucking publicity stunt. The yeah, they must have contacted him because you're right. He took someone's job. Someone was unemployed and they lost the job to Jason Manford. <laughs> for him to give it to them. Someone turned up in a shift and he's like, Your uniform away. is hanging. Right. <laughs> he's killed someone. All, was, uh, all there was was a coat hanger because they've taken the uniform down. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, Dave. Uh, Jason Manford turned up. There's Hold that man for thought. Not much we can do. I'll be back in a minute. Oh, I would, you know what I would do, like if I knew like Jason Manford was like stealing my Iceland truck, I would just take a big shit in the boot and just like, you know what I would do, right? I would do that thing of getting like a tuna, right? You get a tuna and you hide it somewhere in the car. Back to tuna with you? I, that's what thing. is the deal with you and tuna? <laughs> mate, I love tuna. <laughs> that's what makes Subway. That's what got to my court. Right? I hate the fact that they were lying and lying to us Muslims. So. Uh, I would get like a tuna, right? And I would hide it somewhere in the car, right? Somewhere where you're not going to find it. And then I would take a second tuna and I would hide it somewhere pretty clearly that you could find within five minutes so that you would get the smell of the tuna, right? And they would go, oh, it's fucking stinking. Then they would find the tuna, toss it away, and then not realise where the smell's coming from. Do you know what I mean? That's what I would do. You could do that. You know what I would do? I'd do I'd, I'm a bit more low-key. I would make him know that he's taking my job and I'd be like, listen, I know it's maybe you're going to do something for charity. Could I get a wee selfie from you? Take a selfie. And then just follow him in the truck the whole time. And every time he goes to do a delivery, like ask him, what's it like being famous, mate? And then every time he comes back to the the truck again, just be like, can I get another? The, The photo wasn't very good. And just annoy him for eight hours. Just waste his time for eight hours and just go. I c- I've now not got a job. I've got nothing to do tomorrow. So do you want to turn up? I can do this all week and just do that until he chucks it. And unless you realise that like, Jason Manford is such a big like 
a massive narcissist. I don't think he is. For all intents and purposes, he looks like a nice guy. But he may have no, I don't, enjoyment I, out of the fact that you're right. following him t- like 24 hours a day. Like, you may... Well, no, just to allow how long his shift is. I wouldn't take him up the road. <laughs> he killed someone else. <laughs> no, no. Peter just hasn't shot up about tuna the whole time, man. <laughs> Mate, there's nothing wrong with tuna, right? If if anyone I know there is listening to this, so stop going on about it. Hashtag not enough tuna, right? That's, that's save the tuna. No, don't don't save it. Tunas don't need to be. Oh, no, don't save the tuna. Kill the tuna. Don't give us some else. You, you, you ever see that tuna? Aye. I was looking at. I was looking at. Pod- I was looking at. Um, <clears throat> I was looking at podcast. I was looking for inspiration for the the podcast, and I was like, you know the you know the guys on YouTube. It's like the side men. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah, KSI yeah. and yeah, like, I only know that name. I don't watch any of their stuff. Don't know about them. But I YouTube them because uh, I was like, maybe there's something I'm missing. You know, when you hear all this stuff and you're like, and I have friends who are adults who like some of this stuff, or they at least have like a vague interest. So it's like I'm gonna watch something because there there must be something there. Like they, maybe they are funny and that. And I watched an <laughs> I watched an interview with one of the guys. And it was just like some, is it Jack, Jack Mate or something like that, the channel? No idea, mate, I don't watch One of the guys is getting an interview, right? and he's like, uh, he's like that, the, the sidemen guy, he's like, uh, how, how, do you, how do you cope all the fame and, and stuff? Like, how do you deal with that, like being famous? And the guy was like, uh, um, I was like, right, okay, okay. And the guy was like, oh, well, you know, it's just like, what I do to avoid it is like, so I just don't go out, you know, like after three o'clock when the, the schools are out. And I was like, right, of course. That's all I need. Good enough for me. Yeah, I'm just, back I just to avoid when the schools come out. No, I'm not saying he's a paedophile. I'm saying that's his fucking demographic. I know, I know. Oh. Just to be clear, we uh, we don't know what our demographic is. It's not school children. Yeah, I highly doubt it. Unless it's school children that have a love of tuna. And then, then we're all over it. Mm-hmm. Tuna's a euphemism. My son loves tuna. He's at school. There we go. I might let him listen to this. See the see the thing is, I've got a wee baby sister. Daddy, what's a gong show? <laughs> well, helium balloons. Uh, there's this mustard, and uh, right, so I've I've got a wee baby sister, and she's like, I don't know, fourteen months, fifteen months. But something I've noticed, I don't know, Scott, you can relate, right? She loves eating. Give me it. Right. Right. So she loves eating. That's that's what she does all day. She runs about and she eats. If you're eating it and she comes up to you and she wants a bit, but she loves right. Don't tell her to run and eat. Right, I I get yeah, I get that. It's like I just stick to the scissors. So she's uh, she loves mm-hmm. eating like the smelliest, stinkiest stuff. Like see the stuff that you would imagine like a kid doesn't like. Like she loves she's eating like a whole onion and just like smiled up at you with glee in her eyes as she's eating this onion. And just like, hiya, onion, onion. And she eats like tuna. She loves cheese. She eats garlic, pieces of garlic. I'm glad she's not a vampire. Uh, and her favourite thing is eggs and smoked salmon. Is that normal? That's basically what no. I want to get at. Is it normal? Your, uh, your dad's girlfriend gave birth to a hipster, I'm afraid <laughs> to tell you. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's... Yeah. Uh, it's... Nah, did she did she peel the outer skin off the onion Aye. to start with, or did she eat the papery bit as does well? She eat it like an apple. She eats it like an apple. Ah, that's what I've got. Like an apple, pretty much, right? So what mm-hmm. we do is it's always red onion, so we peel it 
and uh, we give her like a half and she just sits and eats it. And like she'll eat it cooked and she'll eat it raw and she's just absolutely happy with life. Like it's, it's nice, it's nice to enjoy in a kid's face, but when it's due to something that you like mm, Maybe a tasting, give her um cut a lemon or a lime in half and see if she chews yeah, that. She and if she doesn't like if she doesn't squirm, then maybe uh, her taste buds are way off. I think yeah, uh, seeing joy in a kid's face that can just stare at eating an onion without crying is like saying <laughs> that you've seen the joy in John Venable's face. When he was <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh Jesus Christ! I didn't think we would have a Patreon, but I think this might need to be <laughs> behind a Patreon wall, mate. <laughs> <laughs> it's not that bad. I keep it going. Uh, I we tried the uh, lemon thing. Let's glaze past the fucking Venables chat. Uh, we we tried the lemon thing and she loved it. So now when she sees a lemon, she's like, please, please. No. So she she wants lemons. I don't, I don't know what to do. If she but... sits and eats a lemon without wincing, that, that's concerning. <laughs> ah, that's maybe there's something up with her taste buds. Uh-huh. Okay, maybe I should get it checked out. But she's a very expensive baby man. Like she loves avocado and salmon. Like you said, she's a wee hipster bastard. Did you buy her from like Romania or something? Uh, she's oh. not requesting it though. You're giving her it and she's eating it. No, she she. Requests... Yeah, if you give her like. Peter. She... <laughs> <laughs> Little own Pringles, she'll eat them. Uh, no, she she requests uh, eggs and salmon. Like she'll tell me like egg, and she'll go cinnamon, cinnamon, so cinnamon. I'm assuming it's salmon, and not uh, cinnamon, and not cinnamon. Well, she'd probably handful a uh, handle a spoonful of cinnamon. No bother. I wish cinnamon. That's stick. probably mm-hmm. the next step. But I'm just gonna feed her like inedible things and see if she can eat them. But. Um, mm-hmm. We'll see. Uh, not, I just not, they are expe- when when you feed children healthy food, mm. it is far more expensive. Yeah, my my wee boys like that. He eats a lot of fruit and veg, yep. but like you completely understand the whole poverty yep. thing. Like if someone's struggling with money, if you go to Tesco, right, you get a is it a punnet of grapes they call it, like a just a yeah, pack yeah. of grapes. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's two pounds, right? Mm-hmm. Between my two kids. That'll last two days right. for like snacks and stuff, right? right? They'll just they'll, they would sit and eat them non-stop, love them. But for two pounds, I could go and get twelve packets of crisps. Right. Yep. So you really understand the the whole not having money and the unhealthy lifestyle that the kids see, can lead to is very easy. See the man. thing that confuses me and confused me recently like, is the price of uh, courgettes. So I tried doing that uh, keto diet for a, a bit. very expensive yep. dildo. And, yeah, could not believe it. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very cheap dildo. Yeah, well, I mean, compared to bananas, it's got nothing it's, from bananas. Speeds up the pickling process, but apart from that... Um... <laughs> oh. <laughs> Sorry. Oh. But uh, I... I couldn't believe that a courgette was like three quid, and like you can get a like a small packet. Of... No, they're not. No, they are, mate. I swear to God, go to Lidl's. On, I'm not going to name the exact thing, <clears> right? <throat> but I got enough courgettes to do like the linguine courgette pasta. You know where I'm not. At- yeah, yeah. I, I do that. Enough courgettes, which wasn't a lot. I think it was like two or three or something. And I weighed them in the wee scales, and it came up one pound seventy eight. And I was buzzing, right? I thought that's cracking. Went and got my chicken, two pound. Got to the counter, the guy was like, "That'll be three pound seventy, mate." I was like, "What?" He was like, "He scanned that wrong. There's no way." Well. So let, let me go. Hold on, I'm going. I need to go and do something, right? I'll ask my wife how much I cost. Do that. 
I need to do something else. Yeah. I'll ask my wife how much a courgette is, right? Do that, Hold do on. Courgettes are £3 each. Not each. No, no, no. But whatever weight I had. Right? Oh, right, okay. But it, it wasn't a lot. Like, it wasn't a went in and bought, like, 15 courgettes. So, like, mm-hmm. it's even seven. Like, I got, like, I think three, maybe two big ones. And that was, that was it. Like, it really, really pissed me off. But the thing we're talking about is, like, it's expensive to be healthy now. And I think it's more... I remember as a kid, you used to go get a pint of strawberries for a pound. You know, and it was pretty full, and you could go home and you can eat strawberries and berries. Now you go in, and it's three quid. Like Aldi and Lidl, I thought were Aldi and Lidl generally cheap, but everything is like you know when you go into Asda and there's like a wonky veg section, yeah. and everything's yeah. like twenty pence. Everything yeah. in Lidl and Aldi is wonky. Like yeah. everything in the middle aisle, the trolleys, the veg, the fruit. Mate, even like they all look a bit off. Like mm-hmm. I remember, I went into there's a Lidl's like it's it's no far away from Govan. I don't, I don't know where it is, but it's quite close to Govan. And like literally, I could count the amount of teeth that all the staff had on one. Mm-hmm. It's frightening when the trolley boys are the most human. <laughs> it's amazing, right? School was, right. I'm back. Consensus. For... What's happening? You ask. The courgette chat, aye. She's out there uh, doing her thing, painting. Right, okay. Then I said to her, she had headphones in, and I just, this is her, her conversation. She didn't even ask why. I just said, like, take your headphones out. Much as a courgette, and she's just like, two packs, 90 <laughs> nah, Like, without even nah, flinching. Nah, sorry. Well, either that or she got. I We shot them. Because we're cheap. There's no way we would not buy a three pound. No, you're all wrong, Peter. Me so much. So that guy, like, pin. Peter, you're off, mate. That guy's done you. Mm-hmm. I was raging. I cannot describe how angry I was leaving that. Like, I've never been lit, uh, that angry over a legume in my life. Like, I was wandering over at the car, and like, I was verbally annoyed <sighs> with my girlfriend. Like, phenomenally annoyed. James. Do we just ignore the legume? <laughs> what? Or... He's quite uppity, isn't he? <laughs> yeah, I, I tried to think of a different way of saying courgette, but well, uh, I mean, I know. What, do you know what that guy's done, that right? You know what he's done? He's he's got a wee scam going. He's thinking, right? If anyone brings in the vegetables that you need to weigh on the thing, yeah. and then give them a price, yeah. I'm going to overcharge them. If they question it and go, "Oh, sorry, my bad," and then they change it, but he's gone right. It's three pound twenty. And you've, oh, right, okay, and then you've paid it, mm. and he's. Did you pay cash? No, card. It's Corona times. No one pays cash anymore. Nah, then. Nah, I don't know what the scam is. Then there is a scam there. There's a scam there. I mean, it's not. It is, it's it's expensive to eat organic, healthy. But you, if you meal prep and stuff, yeah. you can eat healthy enough for. Because like, there's a while where I, I I try and go vegan. Like, oh, that sounds pretentious. But I try like I try and go plant based. Like a couple of weeks after, like I do, I try and. I'll never fully come out, not yet anyway, so I try mm-hmm. and go weeks without it, and then I'll, like, factor in some meat, and then I'll, like, 70, 30, do you know what I mean? Just try and eat less meat. But when I'm starting, yep. I buy, like, plant-based ready meals, because it's just fucking easy. And they're, like, £2 each, and most ready meals are. So it's, like, if you if you, uh, if you buy, you know, ready meals every night, for like, it's not any cheaper than just buying fresh yeah. stuff. 
and like preparing a batch yeah. of chili yeah, yeah, and yeah. having that for three nights. You know yeah. what I mean? And it's, it's not. Hang it's not the idea. No one wants to admit it, but it's not like it's kind of shit. Like it's shit having to eat like the same dinner three nights in a row or yeah. three nights of the week having See, the that, same thing. That yeah. yeah. If you prep spaghetti bolognese, you're right, mate. It would not cost you. No. It would be far cheaper to make a a, a big batch mm-hmm. of that and eat it two or three Especially times. Especially if you know how to make it. So you bulk a lot of edge and it tastes yeah. better. And it's the soup yeah. argument, isn't it? Like, if you make a big uh, pot of soup, that can do you for ages. But, like, how much of your life do you want to spend consuming soup? Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't you know. We've tried all that, like, making a big batch of soup and then putting it in the Aye. freezer. How bad does your life Aye. need to be that you're defrosting oh, come soup? On. Come on. <laughs> Like having a slab of soup, like just opening that freezer and being confronted with. Aye, it's like I fancy some soup. Oh no, I'm gonna need to wait four hours oh, for that thing I made I myself. Fancy some soup twenty four hours from now. Is there a more depressing thought than that? <laughs> I would be happier thinking I'm gonna. Gonna treat myself. I God, like I'd, I'd get so angry that I'd fling that soup out the window and like it would kill somebody, and then like six hours later they're just lying dead in a pool of soup. Mm-hmm. The police come round and they're just like, "What was the murder weapon?" And the guy's like, "I don't know, but this guy has minestrone." <laughs> a minestrone, <laughs> the perfect murder, a minestrone icicle. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The Tony murderer. That's what they call you. Oh, no, I. It's. I mean, what I like to do, especially with lockdown, like I love cooking and I love baking and stuff. So, but not baking as in baking, like no halal, like baking. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, I love. I always love to make new things that I think are difficult to make. So usually those things that are quite nice are quite exotic or whatever. There's loads of wee tiny ingredients that no one has in my house. Do you know what I mean? Like uh, I know what you mean. Miso, lemongrass. Arab. I've got a shitload of saffron in the house, but but stuff like that, right? And see, like you do a nice meal, a nice big meal, but you're spending like 13, 14 quid because there's all these tiny wee things that you don't have. And then when you move on to something else, yeah. a new recipe, there's another four or five things, right? And then you start looking at it and you're like, Do I really need that? Like, Do I really need fucking uh, condensed kumquat? in this fucking recipe, like, no chance. So I just started leaving it out, and it's a lot cheaper. So handy tips there, uh, folks out there, if you uh, are cooking and you're Least calling a recipe, it. just leave shit out. That's it, just just go mm-hmm. with what you have. So that's that's about it. You're listening to Cook with Open Spots? <laughs> <laughs> One open spot and two comedians? No, no I wouldn't even, don't no, even fucking put that bracket around no, it. No. No, Let's not get me. into the people on Facebook currently. I'm, I'm There's a batch of them that all of a sudden are killing it on Zoom gigs mm-hmm. in their own words. I I, I uh, blocked and muted all that stuff. I only see people that I want to see. Yeah. yeah. No, I told you last week about that other one that I like to keep a few of these folk around just so I can see you know way, that uh, I'm not as big a knob as a I could be, don't know. Yeah. But see, when you were talking about cooking yeah. there, it made me, th- it, when you were thinking about soup, it made me think of carrots, and that oddly takes me into a wee, th- any who's watched the uh, Capone movie, it just got released like two days ago on nah, Netflix. Nah. But I heard Tom Hardy. With Tom, ha- with Tom Hardy? <laughs> no. Nah. Right. Give us no. A Al Capone movie. Give us a wee outlay. 
Right, so it's about Al Capone, obviously, right? You know who that is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I assume Chicago Mafia boss in the mm-hmm. 30s Remember we talked about him before? Aye. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like one year fat. Oh, so it was because he was the Valentine's Day oh, Massacre yeah. guy. Mm-hmm. Anyway, there, there's a movie just on with Tom Hardy and I, I, I really like Mafia movies. And I only really realised when I started watching it that it was based around the last year of his life, where he's basically his eye, his mind's gone. He's I don't want to spoil too much. He's he's like shitting himself and all that. He's he's hallucinating. He's doing all this. But the thing that reminded me was that he was a big cigar smoker, and his doctor had came to him and his wife and said. His mind's away, he's not got long left. If you wanted to prolong it, he needs to give up the cigars. And one of his sons or something was like, for how long? And the doctor's like, well, forever. And he's like, well, he's not having that. He will not be okay with that. So the doctor said, why don't we try this? And he picks up a carrot and says, use this instead. So they all... I assume they they didn't Shut do it like they didn't put lines in in the movie, but I assume there was some kind of family meeting. Like we need to convince our dad that these carrots are actually cigars because he needs to have that thing in his mouth. So like the last hour of the movie, most scenes are, are him, but you forget because the, the first bit of the movie he's got the cigars right. in, and then the rest he's got a fucking mm. <laughs> a carrot and he's chewing on it. His eyes all mental and that, and he's screaming out Italian. I was like, ah, da, caprese, yeah. And he's got a cigar up his ass, two Q tips in each ear, and he's just patting <laughs> his head and rubbing his tummy. <laughs> he just looks I like love... a member uh, of uh, Extreme with this shit coming out everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love for like ha- halfway through in the movie, just Elmer Fudd comes out from behind a tree and he just looks at him and goes, What's up, Doc? Like that that's that's what I would want. It's <laughs> a good coupon. It was um, mm, it's okay. Right. I'm I'm going I'm going to wait for the the reaction to and uh, me personally I'm disgusted with Netflix that they got an Englishman to play a 48 year old about to shit himself American Italian. Yeah. Was there no actors out there? There's no 48-year-old American-Italian actors with three scars down their face that could have fulfilled that role. It's disgusting. Like Joey Diaz. Like, Joey Diaz should have played Al Capone. There you go. Like, that should have been... I mean, he's... It's annoying because, actually, he would have done... Joey Diaz is like a fat Cuban guy and he's just tried (laughs) to be Italian his entire life. (laughs) I think think because he was in uh, Jersey... A lot of people around him were Italian, and he just so he, he just because he was in the the Sopranos movie that's going to come right. out, I think later this year. It's still in editing, but yeah, he's in it because he was in the line to be um, Big Pussy, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah, he looks exactly like Big Pussy. Like, like a few years apart, they're a good few years apart. I think they fuck. I forget his name's like seventy odds now, seventy five or something. 
Diaz looks that uh, though, doesn't he? Oh, uh, he's uh, he's, he's, he's about fifty eight or something. No, he's older than that. Diaz is in his sixties, I'm sure. No, he's not. He's not. He's late fifties or something. Rogan's about fifty-five. Didn't Joey Diaz get me too? Then everyone was like shocked and like, really after all his when he was telling people he was like raping women for all those funny stories. But that's exactly that's the thing you can't defend that, right? But I'll, I'll the thing I will defend is that he literally would go on his podcast twice a week and tell you all these terrible stories and be like. This is what I did. This is uh, what that woman yeah. said. This is where I took these drugs. Like a portfolio he literally, evidence. it was like, here's everything. <laughs> and then I, I, you're right, James, folk were like, no! I love the fact that, uh, no, no. Shut <laughs> a week into the sort of controversy, Joey Diaz just turned down and went, shut up. He <laughs> just kept going. I died. He kind of batted it off, didn't he, that guy? He doesn't give a fuck. I, I, which isn't excusing any of it, but it's just like I think if if, if you're yeah, not like yeah. that's not we, we don't know if he harmed somebody's life, like if he harmed some girl's life or whatever. But for the most part, it wasn't folk coming out yeah. and saying so and so did this to me. It was folk that had just watched one of the episodes of the podcast, listened to what Joey Diaz said, and then mm-hmm. reverbed it to some fucking Buzzfeed. Uh, I mean, I don't know about you, but like I, I listened to the Joe Rogan experience, like. When it was like two hundred odd episodes, maybe like a, maybe like one hundred and eighty two is when I started listening, when they were like sitting on a couch recording. Yeah. Um. And uh, what was I was going to say, these like, stories are fabricated. Oh. They are made up, aren't they? I Joe think. Diaz. I think like most. And I, <clears throat> but I, I think a lot of the time it, it it it's that thing where he's on the line of truth. Yeah. And yeah, they were just, true yeah. when he told them the first time twenty yeah. years ago. And then through smoking so much weed and whatever else he's been doing, the the, the truth line has got very wavy along the way. that happens. Like, uh, there's, there's a few things that I know, and it's just your memory. When you tell a story, like, when you tell it again and again and again, you're not recalling the initial memory. You're recalling the last time you told a story. Like, that's that's how memory works. Yeah. So yeah. if there's yeah. a tiny little thing that's different, like, that's just going to change the story forever. Do you know what I mean? Like, there's probably stuff that we tell and you go, that's amazing. And then if you actually went back to the point of it happening, it's no interesting at all. <laughs> yeah, because see when we did that gong yep. show, I don't know if you remember, but I got a standing ovation. <laughs> uh, they were screaming my name as I left the building. <laughs> you know, I've, I've said this before, but like that, that gong show, that still haunts me to this day. Because I, I did a wee... Uh, I don't, I don't know if I should say it again, but I did a wee sneaky wee backhander to make you lose, Scott, and I feel bad about taking the money away for you. But the, what? The thing what? is, you you text that to us in the group. He texted this to us in the group chat, and I was like, Peter, I, I, I remember you saying that, but I did not think okay. twice about it. It's stupid. Well, I, so, I've, I've... the guy that runs the gong show, right, when it got down to the final three, so... The other two guys had been like clapped off and it got down to the final three. And I think the prize money was like 250 quid something or something, plus plus a couple of weekend gigs at the at the, the club, right? Which and, I would um, have he's going along everybody. But aye. Aye. And he, he's going along everybody and saying, right, if you if you win the money tonight, what are you gonna do? And the other person said whatever they said, and then he asked me and I said, Well, uh 
I wanted to take my kids to Disneyland Paris, so I would put the money to that. And then it came to Peter. And as a sharp comedian would say, what did you say, Peter? What would you do with the money, Peter? Uh, well, if I win tonight, I'm going to take Scott's kids to Disneyland. Uh, that's what Ronnie said as well. James! <laughs> <laughs> Oh. I'm going to pay Ronnie's bail because he took Scott's <laughs> like put it out like, there's there's absolutely no problem with talking about this stuff like, it's, it's, it's fine. I'm sorry there is but you also don't want to take no, over no, James I just, sorry, I just love... see between you saying that and then Peter B's tuna I don't think I've said four words this whole I love the idea of just making a headache for Scott because he has to edit it out. <laughs> no, don't, don't bother. Maybe Although, I know he won't bother. When I edit this out, there's going to be three edit minutes left. Edit the reference to uh, a certain child uh, killer. Edit out the reference to that. He's all over overdoing my editing. I am doing nothing. Mm. This is just getting me through it. <laughs> But I, I still, I still felt bad about that for some reason. Cause, I mean, it was, it was decent, it was decent offline. I think that's what you, got you punted and got me moved on to the next whatever it was. But no, my average act got me punted, mate. Stuff any dirty. You're giving yourself too much credit for that. It was my average joke and storytelling that got me punted. I, I felt bad for that for ages. So like, when I would see it. And you should. I've not slept a <laughs> wink since. Cheap, oh, no. cheap. I know, but it's, that's going to stick with me. Low hanging fruit. It was. It, it was. It was quick enough though. Like the only thing that made up for it was the fact that it was pretty quick. But it was a low hanging comment. But the speed of it made up for it. But uh, I. What, what were we on about? I can't remember what we were talking about before we jumped back onto this. Did you take your kid to Disneyland? Uh, oh no, you carrots. Didn't. Sorry. Did we one? No, also, uh, COVID hit. Yeah. So instead of taking the kids to Disneyland, we got a new kitchen and Brilliant. bathroom. Lovely. Just, just the That's same. how much Disneyland costs, mm-hmm. ladies and gentlemen. Mm-hmm. It's a kitchen and bathroom amount of money. Are you going to see Mickey Mouse? No, but you're going to see a five. No, but hall. look at that, Thailand. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You've always wanted a walk burner on the hob, haven't you, kids? <laughs> Yay! I guess you say that, right? We we actually said things like that to a six year old and three year old. Are you excited about the new bathroom? Mm-hmm. And like, but see if you say things like that in a, in a like <laughs> an uh, excited enough right. voice, they actually get excited. Are you excited? Oh, we got a new bathroom coming. We got yes. And you be like, what are you excited about? And they'll just be like, I don't know. <laughs> Taking a shit. <laughs> At a slightly different angle to I used to. <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> it's it's nice seeing the joy in kids' eyes when they're eating an onion. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, uh, a red onion coming at the other end could be horrible. I, I don't know. She she seems to be fine. But uh, I so mm. you had a wee fact that you put up, and I thought it was quite interesting. I think how long have we been going on for, Scott? We're we're over an hour, man. I was going to say if you wanted to go I, into the the this weekend. And and history, are we okay yeah. with that? Mm-hmm. Are we okay with that mm-hmm. section yeah. leading up? Uh, I don't think we managed it last week because bants were flowing so well. Uh, so this week in history, this is sometime in March we're recording yeah. this. A wee sad one. I don't know if this is the one yeah, you're yeah, referring yeah. to, Peter, but this this week in 1994, 
the legend that John Candy died. Do you remember? <laughs> you never liked no. him. James, you were a you were I'm a gonna, fetus. I'm going to be the, the, the alternative take here and say I hated John Candy. I'm going to be that guy. You've hated John Candy since no, child. Nobody childhood. hates John Candy. He's nah, a big he's, lovable he's, Christian. Nah. He was voted the nicest guy in comedy. Like apparently he was he was lovely. Like whenever anyone would come to him, he always had like a good word about them. Like he was mm-hmm. like I remember as a kid, like I grew up with all those movies. I grew up with like Splash, Home Alone. Uh, the Blues Brothers is like one of my favourite movies ever and he's cracking in that. But like even movies like uh, there's so many You've not named the one I Baseballs, love the best. Uh, Uncle Buck. Uncle Buck. Cool no. Runnings. Uncle Buck's uh, great. What else did I watch him in the other day? There's one with Dan. The, the one where he's the, the, he takes his family to the kind of camping It's like thing. Out, out of bounds. No, what is it like? Yeah, Dan Aykroyd's like the the, the brother-in-law. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, outdoors, from like outdoors. go outdoors or something. The great outdoors. Oh, the great outdoors. That that for me as a kid, like that's a I remember vividly watching those things. Um, and yeah, I, I liked that more than I liked like Home Alone and I, I stuff. I remember that. Do you remember? Do you remember this this scene where he's he's doing the steak eating yeah. contest? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And he's just sweating. He's like, no, you need to eat the grizzle as well. And he's just like, yeah, like caught. I, I watched floor. that movie for the first time like a few weeks ago with my girlfriend. That was one of those ones that completely missed my radar. I don't know why. I don't know if it was like a big one. It obviously wasn't that big. But I watched that and it's so nice to find a John Candy movie that you've not seen. Do you know what I mean? Just to have that enjoyment again. I think the number one John Candy movie has to be Planes, Trains and Automobiles, to be honest. Like that. You want to you wanna hurt me? Is Go that the Steve ahead. Martin factor yeah, yeah, yeah. as well, but yeah, the playoff feature. Mm. What were you saying, James? There's that button playing things about me. Was he's like, "You want to hurt me? Go right ahead. I'm an easy target. Yeah, I talk too yeah. much, but my problem is I also listen too much." That was the first movie that I. I think you should mm-hmm. have played yep. Capone. <laughs> <laughs> that right. was it's me, that... Al Capone. That was the mm-hmm. the first movie that I ruined for my mum. Like I, I ruin movies. I'm a movie ruiner. I'm the sort of guy that overthinks all the time, and like I, I spoil a movie twenty minutes in because I have like some big guess about what's going to happen at the end of the movie. And actually, ninety nine percent of the time, I'm right. Like I'm not even big headed. Like I just guess, and I'm like, right, that's what's going to happen. And I remember we, uh, me and my mum are watching Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. When did they come out? Actually, uh, eighty seven. Right? I was going to say, was, uh, yeah, eighty seven. Was it? So I, I was, that is the Steve year I was born. Comedies, by the way. Unreal. Like mainstream oh comedies. Apparently now they're like uh, making 80s movies nowadays. Like they're trying to recreate the sort of 80s aspect. There's one that's being made in Glasgow, apparently. Um, like the kind of body, you know, like body cop films, obviously there was loads of them, but like that that kind of, you know, like conflicting heroes, like playing strains. And like, remember Midnight Run? With yeah. the hero and... Oh, I can't remember his name, man. But I remember sitting in the it's house. My mum hadn't seen Planes, Trains and Automobiles, and I was, it must have been about 90, 97, 98. He was dead by then. Because my mum used to say, my mum took massive enjoyment out of telling me when actors were dead. Like, see, see when you watch something in the movies, like in, in the screen, and she's mm-hmm. sitting there, oh, she's Not dead. Oh, she's dead. She's dead now. She's dead now. And uh, mum's dead. My dad used oh. to tell me when they've fallen off a stage, and I would get really excited. 
We went, son, give me a John Candy's falling off a stage and they got it on video. And I was like, That's when he died, ladies and gentlemen, when he plummeted. It's weird that you're are, are talking about like being raised weird compared yep. to now. In the, I was born in 87, right? So during the 90s, my, I just watched whatever my dad was watching. You know what I mean? A Saturday night, it wouldn't be... Like now, if, if I was getting a movie yeah. for my kids well you're not going to blockbuster are you but you would just buy something on Amazon or put something on Netflix and it would be whatever yeah. they want to watch that's not no. how it was when and I'm not, this isn't like oh back in my day in the 60s they used to smack us and give us whiskey to fall asleep this is the 90s it's not yeah. like it's that long ago but you would just watch whatever my dad I watch a box set that I've watched way too many times as a child was the Lethal yeah. Weapon box set, which isn't that risky, but there's nothing for children in there. So I'd watch that, or it'd be some, it would be whatever uh, Harrison Ford yeah. uh, cop movie was out yeah. that year. Like that kind of shit is is like a seven year old. I remember, uh, well, well, this thing I remember sitting there and my mum was telling me everyone was dead and uh... fucking hell, man, she went half morbid. <laughs> But, Peter, Peter, I'm going to read you out the obituaries today. Shut down, son. And, and, here are the obituaries for this week. I remember watching, like... And again, the low-hanging fruit for all the listeners is, is Peter's mum is now yeah, with all those actors. <laughs> Peter, Peter, <laughs> son, I die, I'm dying today. That's my whole act, mate. I've come back because I had to let you know. This was even for the Disneyland thing. So I, I remember I remember sitting in the living room in our weird do you remember in the nineties having those like couches that were all flowery? Do you remember the flowery patterns that everyone had on fucking everything? And you had like mm-hmm. an avocado bath. I cried in that avocado bath so many times with no more tears, mate. That no more tears is a pile of shit. I remember crying with avocado pot fucking porcelain shoved up. Anyway, I'm getting off track. I remember sitting there in the living room and uh, 20 minutes into this jolly, happy movie, I just turned to my mum at like six years old and went, his wife's dead. <laughs> Throughout the whole movie, she was like, I don't think so. I don't, no, um, no, he's talking about his wife. And then sure enough, at the end, she was fucking dead. So, lovely, as a six-year-old. Just spoiling <laughs> films. Sorry, it's it's not really a spoiler. But John Candy's a legend, mate. Like I rem- I read a few wee facts when you told me we were gonna talk about him and uh, apparently the scene in Home Alone that everyone knows about the polka and then playing in the van. So mm-hmm. apparently that scene yep. in the van with like Maureen O'Hara. Is it Maureen O'Hara, the one out of uh, Shits Creek? Is that her name? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Apparently yep. uh, that scene in the van, John Candy filmed it twenty four hours consecutively. Like, they just kept doing retake after retake because he was making stupid wee jokes and comments and the the, um, the crew were just howling. So apparently it took them 24 hours to film that, like, three-minute scene. How old was he when he died? Me? I was two. 44. 1950, 1994. 44. Uh, he, oh, I thought you said me. The thing is, right, see when, see when you, you hear that as a kid, oh, that funny man yeah. is dead. Whereas if you saw that as an adult, you'd go, oh, you mean that massive <laughs> guy has died yeah, in his yeah. mid-40s? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, that like, makes it, sense. Yep. Like if a, a, a bad guy and a child hears that, they'll be like, goody, they've put him out of his misery. 
that's wanna be funny, man. Like it's what you want is a testament to your life is like when you die, you want like when someone tells someone else that you're dead, you want them to turn around and go, Well, how did he die? Do you know what I mean? Like, see if they just turn around like John Candy's dead, they'll turn around and go like aye. Like you you just know, like you want to be keep yourself in enough health and that I don't I don't know, Peter, that sounds a bit seedy, mate. Wait, if if James comes on, if next week James comes on and goes, uh, I don't think Peter can make it. He's dead. And I just go, I don't react with, I'm sad or like, oh, like, how did <laughs> I, mean, I don't know. Uh, that's the first thing, yeah. How did it happen? It, it really go... pisses me off when a celebrity dies. It's like died age 23 in their house. And I just have to assume suicide. Like I, I've, I, I enjoy people dying. Like I Google it. There's nothing that get, I think it's from my mum. There's nothing that gives me more pleasure than me knowing that someone massively more successful than me is mm-hmm. no longer alive. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> How did John? Did, so what John we need to decide on is what what will our hashtag be for was YouTube it, um, kids? Was, a, was it like a bog standard heart attack or kidneys or something like that? So the crazy thing about it was he went off to Mexico to film a movie um, and I think it was the pre... Now listen to how good this movie would have been, right? It, the precursor to the movie was it was him as a neighbour in a suburban Mexican neighbourhood and his neighbour was Sylvester Stallone and throughout the whole movie they were going at it back and forth. Think how awesome that movie would have been. So he went down to Mexico to film it and uh, just before he went down he phoned Maureen O'Hara and he said, "Listen, I have a really bad feeling about going down to Mexico. Like, it's it's real. I feel really negative. I think I should stay in Canada." And uh... just because he was racist. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think having the surname Candy gives you that extra bit of elevation? So obviously, like, um, he was a funny guy and he was extremely yeah. talented and stuff. Great actor, like, great comedic actor. But you think just having the name of Candy just gives you that slight edge? I think having the name. I wonder if having that name is just like every time it's the reason why he was the size he was. Like every time he looked at the driver's license, it just reminded them that there was sweets out there. And mm-hmm. uh, like a constant reminder of his impending diabetes. <laughs> I always think that like Harry Styles. Uh, that's a cool name. My name's still, I don't just go and bite <laughs> gates. Wasn't John Belushi pretty young when he died? Yeah, the, he was like, yeah. Aye. I Ron Belushi died. There was a period of like um, I, I same so Adam Sandler's best Farley as well. Man. Yeah, Chris Farley died, but he was massively into John Chris Belushi, Farley. and he died in a very similar way to John Belushi. It was quite freaky. Mm, he was maybe like Chris Farley was maybe about, like, uh, uh, he was maybe like John Candy, like like yeah. really funny. I mean, Norm Macdonald always talks about him being like the funniest person ever. Yeah, like, just yeah. funny no matter no matter what room he was in, no matter who was there. <clears throat> Confession time. When I'm had, I've had a few whiskeys or beers, mm-hmm. and I'm on YouTube. I often watch the Adam Sandler song that he does about Chris Farley, and I've shed a few, a few manly tears to that. And the is that the uh, the one in the special? Uh-huh. Yes, and I'm hoping one day mm-hmm. one of you two will pick up an electric guitar and write a song about how much you miss me because I'm gone <laughs> too soon. Man. 
Count on it, bro. I've got an angelic singing voice, so you're you're covered there. Um, I I think. See the crazy thing about Chris Farley dying, like he died in a like a vat of his own vomit, right? And the crazy thing was like when he died, David Spade's career died with it. Like David Spade was on a massive upward trajectory because he was with Chris Farley and he was like on his coattails, but he was doing decent things because of it. And then as soon as Chris Farley died, David Spade. Just... You don't think he's had a good I career? I think he's had a decent career, but he's not had the career he would have had if Chris Farley was alive. I think he would be a lot more respected as a comedic actor, or at least like a, a very witty person I than he is. Like he's just a running joke, to be honest, David Spade. I, I think that, see that whole Saturday Night Live scene? I think that's got a certain yeah. length, that career yeah. length. And unless you're Will Ferrell or something. So if, if, if Farley was still alive, you would probably... It, it would have gone on a wee bit longer, but I, I, I don't think that's a, that's not the longevity. Talking about, like, that, if that those guys are still alive, it's such a hard argument to make because like th- they were always going to die young. Yep. Yep. They're too fat. Yeah, people that big never make it. But like they don't know people that big never make it past like it never happens. Almost it's it's the booze, it's the food, it's the drugs. It's not like. But John, I uh, John in his diet. Is that what he did? John no, Goodman's like slim did? now, like like but away, but he's like a slimmer guy now. He's like, just healthy as far as skin, isn't he? Like, I suppose John Goodman and Roseanne is mm-hmm. like Farley, isn't it? So John Goodman got uh, he auditions yeah. for Saturday Night Live. Like I was massively into Saturday Night Live as a kid. Like I used to get one of my aunts used to record the VHSs of Saturday Night Live and she used to post them to me in Scotland. Like, I loved it. Like I started yeah. watching it when I was in like '99. Yeah. yeah, like when I was a kid, I used to wait every week for the VHS to come. But what would happen was they would like pile up and I would get three or four in a go. And uh, I used to watch it and I was massively into it until like maybe the early 2010s. Like my my mindset was I want to be on that show. Like that's that's what I want. Like they've never really had a Scottish person like Mike Myers is half Scottish. And I was like, I want to be on there. And then the more the older I got, I was like, um, I can't do any of the shit that these people are doing. <laughs> I was like like impressions wise, decent enough, but like I- Oh. Not enough, but it, the the thing was like I grew up with all those folk, and their career trajectory, like you said, is not strong after Saturday Night Live. Actually, the the career trajectory of writers on Saturday Night Live is massive compared to the actual. Um, Aye, the writers always do good, eh? Yeah, like um, Louis C.K., like uh, Conan O'Brien, John Mulaney. Uh, who else? Who Conan else O'Brien was a he was a. He was a writer for the Simpsons for years. Um, I was one of the. I was one of the, the writers. Simpsons? I don't know what. SNL. And um, still, he couldn't win a fucking gong show. Both. <laughs> I have one gong shows, just yeah, not yeah, that yeah, one. Yeah, Smart ass. So, <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> but I, uh, I was I massively. I loved SNL as a kid. So John Candy was one. I knew of him as a kid, like when I was tiny, but he he was outside of SNL. So he's the he's got the record for being in the most movies starring an SNL actor of someone that's never been in Saturday Night Live. So he was in the uh, Second City in, Chica- mm-hmm. in Chicago, and he did it with Eugene Levy and Maureen O'Hara and Martin Short. Martin Short as well. There's... 
But see, when you look at, if you look at Hollywood longevity, yeah. if we're going down that route, yeah, Eugene yeah. Levy, like, um, I loved American Pie. I, I, I loved American Pie. And he was already a guy. No, but I loved yeah. American Pie at that time. It was very relevant to the age I was, yeah. all that kind of shit, right? So you watch him, and even then, he must have been in his 50s, yeah. late 40s, but 50s at I that point. So, and then, but I hadn't seen this, the, the kind of Chris, uh, Christopher Guest style right. stuff that he'd done previously. So, you, I mean, a, a comedy career over that length of time is. So, is in Second City, it was him, uh, John Candy, and Martin Short that was like carrying that show. Um, they did it in Canada, like they did Second City, I think, Toronto, and they were just phenomenal. So uh, I remember the, I remember reading that like the showrunner for Saturday Night Live went down to Canada, and uh, tried to convince John Candy to come up. He tried so hard to convince John Candy, and uh, he had two people sitting in the room, um, and it was John Candy and John Goodman, and they were both auditioning, and John Candy turned to John Goodman and went, "I don't want to do this. I don't want to sully my reputation in Canada by doing this show in New York." So John Candy just left. And then John Goodman didn't get it. So I think they gave it to, I can't remember who it was, but it was someone big. And I remember reading that, and that's just like, that's what John Candy was. Like, he was, he knew his worth, he knew his value, and he was a very, very funny guy. Yep. Like, phenomenally funny. Mm-hmm. I think that's a, a fitting yeah. tribute, Peter. Shall we move on to the, the, the next, what happened in history? Because I think we can't top the way you've you've just sealed it off, mate. Anything I would say in top uh, would be a cheap shite joke, so I think we should move on. A wee silly one. Well, not silly. I, 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 an interesting one. that I, I had never heard this. I don't know if you had. In 1978, did you see this before I, I read it I can't remember what you're going to yeah? say. Uh, I don't know. Right, in 1978, this week, Two people stole Charlie Chaplin's corpse <laughs> from the grave. They then demanded six hundred thousand dollars ransom from his widow. And in seventy eight, that's a lot of money. So he was buried. I think he was buried in Switzerland right. or Austria, some somewhere in that region of Europe. Anyway, and these people had found where he was, and then dug up his body, and then the. I read a wee bit about it because I, I was like, no, this can't be right. And then they started phoning uh, the widow and saying, we've got this. You better you better be ready to pay <laughs> and all that. And then they would phone again and say, right, we want $600,000. I assume that that's, the website I was on, that's just been converted. Whatever they were working in, whether it was Franks or whatever, and asking... This is what we want to have is to give you his did dead they body dug, back. Dug him up or did they just and they, like, eh? yeah, they dug him up. They genuinely dug up his yeah. his grave, eh? and they got his body, and they had it. And uh, she was saying, "This is ridiculous. No, I can't do that." And then they phoned back, and they're like, "We're going to start. We'll hunt you down. We'll hunt your kids and all that." And then it just turns out it was like, I think one of the guys was like a mechanic or something, and then. It was just him and, him and his mate decided that this would be a good business <laughs> opportunity. <laughs> going, but it's a good point, though. Like, how much? It's not yeah, like he's alive. Yeah. 
Like, see if you if you if you kidnap now six hundred grand back then, that's got to be worth tens yep. of millions now, right? Tens of millions. So take a famous person and say, right, I'll give you. Right, who let's could go. you dig up and you wouldn't care about? Who could you give up? Who would you dig up? That's uh, what I mean. Like you, um, Dappy is Dappy dead? <laughs> <laughs> We've got Dappy. Dappy. <laughs> Does it, we've got Dappy yeah. and Dizzy yeah, Rascal Dizzy in the one coffin. He's about, man. He's, that, Dappy's not right. dead. Dappy's yeah, but dead. I can kill him. Someone, <laughs> someone should kill him. <laughs> uh-huh. Who would you kill oh, half-buried men dig up for the Hands ransom? down. Mm-hmm. I have no idea why she sits in a couch she sits on the edge of a couch and does fuck all but ask stupid ass questions to like bored housewives and folk just give up so does my granny you're gonna kill my fucking granny like 200 300 thousand pound a year no Mm -hmm. well like just yeah you have it you haven't seen my (laughs) grand's only fans we could just kill Lenny Kelly and just claim it's a persona that we killed off exactly exactly Exactly. Do you know? have a persona? So should this episode go public just in yes. case? Uh, I mean, Lorraine Kelly. Aye. Mm-hmm. I don't give a shit about Lorraine Kelly. Not missing, because a character no. can't go missing, can it? No. What'd you say? And she has to, like, she has to keep like a character, character we... the, the, the phone when we have resources. She's like... And hello there, we're back, and I'm a hostage, and being violated, <laughs> and cigarette burns all over my body. They want one million pounds to find out more. We'll find back five. There has to be reference, mate. There has to be reference to the fact she's fed Dundee and everything she does. Like that's what that's what really does my tits in. Like every you single thing she does. Pay your taxes. Fucking pay your taxes. Exactly. But like, see the thing about like Charlie Chaplin. Like, wouldn't they have been better going to like the Smithsonian or something rather than going to his wife and saying like, "Do you want Charlie Chaplin's body?" But, but and they. they I think that's that. the point, mate. I think that was the the point that these guys have just just thought we found yep. out where this grave is. We're going to take the body, and surely Charlie Chaplin's left up pile yep. of money to his wife and she's going to want the grave apparently she did yeah, not give too many fucks so she's like why would i give you 600 grand for a skeleton with a, a on a dead body what i mean it's it's no <laughs> yeah it's like his mustache how do i know just drawn a skeleton <laughs> <mustache on him? laughs> uh, there's a hitler on the skeleton I'd be like, from the aspect of his wife, I'd be like, why are you giving me the body? Like, he didn't speak to me when he was alive. He's not going to speak to me when he's dead. Like, <laughs> what the fuck? But that... That's marriage, ladies <laughs> and gentlemen. End of recording. <laughs>